Hey, this is the Average Fellas Podcast. I'm your host, Zodi Zach. Today's episode, I sit down with my friend Wes, all the way from Japan. We had a great conversation. We talked about uh, just how he got to Japan, um, some of the cultural things that he dealt with in, in, in Japan, uh, immigration, funny, <laughs> talked about immigration, um, and uh, we also talked about um, pursuing um, f- fulfilling employment in a different country. And, uh, that was a interesting conversation. I really enjoyed it and I really appreciated, uh, you know, just sitting down and be able to catch up with an old friend. So, uh, Hey, uh, check out the episode guys. If you're looking for the most amazing podcast ever, well, this isn't it. You're listening to the average fellas podcast guaranteed to let you down and leave you unsatisfied. Welcome to another episode of the Average Fellas Podcast. Whew, I am your host, Zodizak, coming to you live all the way from Manteca, California today, uh, visiting my in-laws, so I'm down down the way a little bit, a little way from home, but uh, it's always good to catch them. Uh, if you guys didn't know, California is literally burning right now, and uh, my parents and my in-laws happen to live uh, within within 40 miles uh, of, of of what's happening right now in the golden state. So, uh, if you guys are out there listening to this podcast, shout out to our firefighters, shout out to the first responders right now, uh, helping save the golden state. Um, cause we are, we're definitely on fire right now. It's not funny, but you know, it's just one of those things you, you know, you, I heard, we heard, we heard about Australia, you know, and then, uh, and then it happens here. So, um, anyways, once again, shout out to the firefighters, first responders. This is another episode of the Average Fells Podcast. Um, today is Monday, August 24th, 2020. Um, I don't really know if I could... Uh, I didn't have a... I didn't put together a This Week in History for you guys. I have a really fun guest today. Uh, not just fun, but a, a good... A fun... Uh, a great guest uh, to interview. He's coming all the way from Japan. He's joining the call away from Japan. And so I figured we would spend some time uh, talking to him instead of hearing about all my boring history stuff. <laughs> Anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'd like to uh, invite my guest to the show um, or introduce my guest, uh, Wes. What's going on, man? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, nothing much. I'm, I'm, I'm just hanging out here in my it's uh it's about well we're about 16 hours ahead of you so uh it is what is it 6 a.m there right now yeah it's, <laughs> something like that yeah yeah, actually, yeah yeah so wow you really got up for this um yeah it's about <laughs> 10 10 p.m we're we're two hours from tomorrow so oh my uh, gosh yeah 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 there's quite a time difference here yeah so, it's, so it's um, yes it's monday evening wow yeah monday evening but yeah, so yeah, thanks for having me on the show. This is gonna be it's gonna be fun. I've been looking forward to this. So yeah, I, I um I I guess I'm calling this show Tokyo Jack because I I looked at your Instagram 
<laughs> and you you put under your name that you are a professional layman, uh, sort of jack of all trades. And yeah. <laughs> honestly, there was no better way. There's a little bit of like a haberdasher sort of attitude to that, if that makes any sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think I get you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I need to talk to him. He needs to be on the show. <laughs> uh, well, that I'm flat. That's, that, that's nice. Yeah. What, uh, what's that? No, I, I, that's, it resonates with me and uh, I'm excited to get oh, okay. into that. So, um, cool, cool. Yeah. It's, um, but I was I was thinking about what I was going to name this the show segment or the show episode, and I was like, I guess I don't know, maybe Tokyo uh-huh. Jack is like the best. Tokyo Jack. <laughs> and then I started. It sounds like Jack. a weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Samurai Jack, or it, it's some for some reason it sounds like a uh, sounds like some kind of cocktail or something. You'd put oh, Jack man. Daniels in. Ooh, that like could be interesting. like, yeah, I don't know, like uh, Jack Daniels in and. Uh, Nihonshu or something like that would be horrible, but <laughs> like <laughs> some kind of sake or something like that. <laughs> wow, uh, that's wow. I might follow this up. I might follow this episode up. With that. <laughs> did we just make a drink right now? I think we just did. I think we just did. <laughs> awesome. Six o'clock in the morning. We're already made, tired talking about drinks. <laughs> well, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? I mean, it's ten p.m. here, so right. So there's somewhere in between us. It's five o'clock, and we're meeting in the middle ground, and we're having Tokyo Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll make one for the both of us. How about that? And all. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> hey, man. So what's what's new, man? What's exciting? Um, so what's new and exciting? Well, um, I just finished actually shooting a movie (laughs) Uh, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of, that's kind of random. Uh, we just finished it and it was delayed. We were supposed to have done it, uh, back in March. It was supposed to be all filmed and finished and released in September, but there, um, you know, that thing that won't be mentioned happened and six months later we had to <laughs> covid basically right, right. happened and uh um it was it's a bit, bit bittersweet it was a lot of fun uh but i had to i the reason i was really excited for it is we were supposed to go to italy to shoot the film oh wow and yeah so i was supposed to go to rome and then that got delayed um to they were like well we're not sure now so we're going to delay it to april you know Nobody knew any of what was what was going on at the time, really, or know how to handle the situation. But uh, so they ended up canceling it in April, and then they pushed it back to summer. And then finally, in summer, they said, "Nah, forget it. We're just going to shoot it here." So, uh, yeah, I've just finished shooting up a film, a live action version of a Ghibli movie wow. uh, called Mimio Samasaba. In English, it's called Whisper of the Heart. Um, it's a it's a old Miyazaki film. Um, are you familiar with Studio Ghibli? It's kind mm. of popular, like you know, like the studio that did like Spirited Away. Yes, okay. and uh, yeah, yes. Howl's Moving Castle Ponyo. and all. The, yeah, Ponyo. Mm. Uh, it's the same studio. This is uh, so. What they did was they did a live action adaptation um, where the characters are grown up now, and and they, it's kind of like a weird wow. live action sequel thing. Yeah, so that's a Toho studio film. Toho is the same studio that has Godzilla. It's like the biggest studio in Japan. Wow. It's, wow. Yeah, so, yeah. so amazing, just finish that up. What an amazing opportunity, right? Like, Because I know like, yeah. I mean, Ponyo and Spirit Away are not titles that are thrown around lightly. Okay. 
<laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like this this movie, um the the guy who's the, the main actor and at the star of the film is was just voted he just won I think he if I'm not mistaken, he just won an award for being like the top actor in Japan or something like that. Wow. So he's pretty famous. So I don't I had no idea who he was going into it and every but when I told people, Oh, I'm working with this guy, they're like, Oh my God, you oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was uh yeah it was interesting it was it basically what got me the job was is that i could play the violin they needed the, the movie involves classical music and he's in a string quartet so they needed somebody to play his friend in the wow. string quartet um that was a foreigner <laughs> who oh could speak goodness. english that isn't that yeah like, okay so I mean, this is obviously the reason why. Obviously, one of the reasons why to get you on on the podcast is kind of talk about that to talk about uh-huh. that, that subject a little bit. Like growing up, being a creative person, and mm-hmm. I know because like I, you know, we were friends. Uh, I moved to Los Banos, twelve, thirteen, and then I met you probably around fifteen. I want to say fifteen, sixteen, but I, I kind of knew yeah. already that we ran with the same creative types. Like we all sort of liked instruments, likes movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some we were of, we were in that same that same kind of group, huh? That, that same sort of just just creatives, you know. I don't know how else you'd put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. Know, I think maybe Los Banos had a lot of those, uh, but maybe not as maybe people who didn't really consider themselves that but i don't know there's a there's a few of us that had that sort of artsy you know desire <laughs> yeah um, yeah sure, i definitely sure, see sure. that i've seen that in you and your brothers and sisters obviously you know even obviously your older brother um mm-hmm. involved in art and stuff and then like obviously seeing yeah. that, you know just being around you and your brothers and sister and seeing the creativity you guys had so it's just awesome mm-hmm. to be able to see that that you know growing up with that sort of desire and you kind of you're able to find employment and like find something fulfilling. I know. Is that fulfilling for you? To yeah. Fulfill? Um, yeah. I mean, it is because it's fulfilling. To, I mean, it's experience and right. I've learned from it. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I feel very blessed to be able to do it. I mean, if I was in the States, I wouldn't have done something like this, like yeah. been in films and whatnot. But, um, the way Japan works is they need foreign faces for certain things. And I just happened to get lucky and, with an audition, like the, the, the shoe fit kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up getting a pretty major spot before that I'd done other stuff like television and I do extras work and stuff like that. But, but now I'm actually like kind of doing the acting thing. Um, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't call myself an actor because I understand that, uh, that's a craft. Right. Um, you know, and, and I understand that there are people who dedicate their lives to being good at that. I just kind of showed up two years ago and they need foreign faces. So they just throw you in thing. You know, you sign up with an agency and they just shop you out and you get parts here and there. And you kind of you can kind of just um, learn as you go on the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I don't I don't consider myself like I'm not ready to do Shakespeare or anything right, like that. Right, right, I'm just, right. <laughs> you know, um but it is, but it's, it's but it's something I wouldn't be able to do in the States. That's just kind of fun and interesting and different. Uh, so right. I do that and I balance that off with, I'm still coaching soccer. I work for a university now. Yeah. Uh, that's so. awesome, man. That's amazing. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Um, so what, why, why, how, when Japan? <laughs> like what? Yeah. Why, how, when Japan? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> the long story of how yes. that all came about. So <laughs> it started probably. 
10 years ago, more than 10 years ago, somewhere around there. My family in Los Banos, mm. where we where we both came from, uh, used to host Japanese students. I think, didn't your family yes, do that too? my family didn't did they host? too. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I think you actually hosted a student in the same group that my parents did. I'm um, sure they did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I remember your brother saying something about, like, there's this Japanese girl living in my house, and I <laughs> just... I don't know how to cope, like deal with this, like yeah. like not in a negative, like it's a good problem to have. Like he's what, just a he teenage was, boy was with culture a... shock, exactly. And yeah, yeah right, boy. right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Teenage boy with this teenage Japanese girl who's yeah. probably cute and whatnot, but yeah. So anyway, I do remember that vaguely. Uh, anyway, it's the best time they of his kept, life. My parents. <laughs> <laughs> he so we uh, uh, my parents had someone i wasn't at the i wasn't there at the time i was actually on tour um but they did it again a year later and i happened to be there at the time so i helped out and it turns out there's like a teacher coordinator that comes with the group and um him and i hit it off he's a japanese guy he could speak english fluently because he had to be the translator for all the students and stuff so Mm. um, i hung out with him we became pretty good friends and he said hey man if you ever want to come to japan you should you should come out and see me like four months later i was there or something like that so i went um just on a three-week trip just to just for kind of adventure it was just something different and i kind of did it spontaneously i think i probably booked the flight like a month before it was like one of those things you, you ever have those ideas where you really don't know where it came from and you didn't really like it just you, you just decide you're doing that spontaneously like, you know what i'm gonna do that i <laughs> like, actually, I did. And, yeah i invited myself to and, korea with my friends so that's kind of, i get what you're saying man it just happened oh that's <laughs> that's pretty cool see that's a good thing that that's yeah okay awesome i didn't know you went to you went to korea yeah or you're going a, to korea no i went to i went to south korea uh, two years ago 2017 and in 2017 what? i was there for about a month i did my birthday there all of November, I spent. It's awesome. Were you were you in were you in Seoul? Were you yeah, in, Seoul in Seoul or yeah. Busan? I, I just stayed. Awesome. I stayed in Seoul the entire time. Couple neighborhoods there. Yeah, there's just so much to see. I I couldn't really get out. Oh, it's 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 yeah. crazy, right? You can't see all that stuff in yeah. in in, the, in a month. Yeah. Um, I I haven't been to Seoul yet. I've been to Busan, which I really like, but yeah, um, I really want to check out Seoul. Mm. Yeah, yeah, good seafood. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, so I went to Japan for three weeks. I really enjoyed it. It was just a great experience. I said, ah, you know, because I was coaching soccer mm. locally, and that was my job. I mean, I was working for the high school and um, LBHS and stuff like that. So I would literally just have this kind of pile of cash, like, after the seasons were over, and then I would just go to Japan. Yeah. So the, I went the next year, and I decided, you know what, maybe this would be fun to tr- actually try to live here. And... um and just do something different. Just get out of the country. It's not that I had didn't like living in the United States. It's just I thought it would be fun to actually go somewhere, struggle, um, live in a country. I mean, Japan, you're talking about not only are they just, is it a different country? It's just so culturally different um, from the West. Yeah. You know, it's it's just different than going to Europe or something like that. It, it, you, you come here and, you know, they have Japanese kanji. They have a different, they have three different alphabets. Um 
a lot of people don't speak English, or even if they do speak English, there's just like this kind of cultural barrier and a mindset that's just different. Um, so I figured it'd be a great challenge and, and fun. And then the other thing was, is I didn't have a bachelor's degree. I didn't do university. I spent my, my college years either on tour, working for my brother's band or coaching or whatever it may have been. Uh, so it's really difficult to get in here if you don't have a, um, a, a degree of some sort. Uh, to teach English or whatever it might be, uh, it's it's a challenge to get in. They're really strict. Immigration is really strict. Anyway, so uh, but if you have, I mean, if you have a bachelor's, you just apply for some English school, and yeah. boom, it, it works. You know, it's like it's it's that easy. Uh, you know, I, I think you're aware that Alan lives here, and no, I he wasn't. did it. Wasn't aware. What? You no, didn't know no, that? I yeah, just, Alan. I just, I've been thinking he's been posting pictures of vacation from two years ago, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh my god <laughs> that's it. no he's been here for like two years now it's wow, just i, I think it was just two years the other yesterday was like his two-year anniversary oh my yeah. god yeah uh, yeah and so he just got so yeah i told him i was like hey man you should he was in the kind of in a rut and in in los banos i think mm. and tired of it not knowing what so I was like, hey, you should just apply for an English teaching job out here. And sure enough, like six months after I moved here, he was here. Isn't that awesome? Um, that, what, yeah, yeah. Because I had the same thought. I've talked to people from Los Banos. You know, my friend my friend mm -hmm. um, Ryan was on last week, and he, he now lives in Kentucky, but he joined the military, and he was like, man, there's there's a point where you sort of have to sort of disconnect from, from the local community, kind of find yourself out of Los Banos, to get out of Los Banos, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something beautiful and quaint about it that we all love. It's home, you know. But at the same time, you yeah, gotta, for sure. You, know, you got to go see the world, see different parts of the world and stuff. And uh, man, I'm I'm, I'm oh, excited sure. for you guys. That's awesome, you guys, all the way in Japan, man. That's great. So you would say, yeah, so, they're they're. Oh, go ahead. So do you? Would you say that you seek adventure and like maybe it's like adventure is like Japan one of those adventures that started? Maybe is that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, absolutely. Like I was always grew up as one of those kids that dreamed of um, going to all these exotic places and, you know, going on adventures, getting lost and riding on horses and shooting at bad guys, whatnot like that. To put out. I mean, that's a little bit elaborate, but um, yeah, no, that was what brought me here. And now I live here and now I've just normalized the adventure. So it's kind of not as adventurous it used to be as as adventurous as it used to be but um but it's still it's still different and um it's still there's still like i mean it's a massive city there, there's all kinds of i meet a lot of entry this is a great place to meet people <clears throat> um because excuse me <laughs> because you have uh basically a pretty small foreign community here mm -hmm. and so like a lot of the foreigners know each other, but it's not just Americans and you got tons of different. So I actually kind of get a, an interesting perspective of other countries from the people that I meet that are from those countries wow. here that are living here. So, yeah, so I have, I mean, it's really strange. Like I, friends that I hang out with, I have friends who are English. I have friends who are, um, let's see, I've got a friend from Poland, Germany, 
France, a bunch of French friends. I have Spanish friends. I have friends from Gambia. <laughs> I have friends from India. I have friends from, uh, it just, it just goes on. Yeah. Like just people that you hang out with in the community. Cause there's basically in Japan, there are the Japanese and then there are the gaijin, which means foreigner. It literally means like the other people. <laughs> so it's like, it's them and, and us. <laughs> So they don't they don't separate us by the countries that we're from. They just oh foreigners <laughs> like yeah. So um, yeah, no, it's definitely a pretty. I mean, even even like I said, I I've normalized it by living here. But there's still every once in a while I get this interesting adventure that pops up, like shooting a movie or um, yeah. uh, whatever it might be. You know, so no, it's it's good. So, but do you, you would consider yourself a bit of an adventure seeker, right? Like you're kind of always, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a desire to kind yeah. of see the the frontier a little bit, or to you know, trail oh, yeah. ways to oh, yeah. find a new frontier. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm already like dreaming of my next. Uh, that's the other thing. That's the other reason I wanted to live in Japan. It's a great launching pad for going into other countries. Right. And uh, so, like, like I said, like Korea and going into other places in the, in the south pacific so that's one of the things i want to do i would eventually like to do like um a trip from 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 eastern russia to and you go through um on the train to into europe and all that stuff i think that would be kind of cool wow. and uh i yeah my younger brother and i were trying to plan a trip to israel that's something we really want to do I really want to go to Israel and um, Jordan. I think that'd be really neat. You know what's so funny? I was going to tell you. I was going to tell you this. Um, I actually seen your parents and your brother, um, or at least I seen your dad and, and your brother uh, at Espanas <laughs> several days ago. As I was driving into oh. Espanas, they were leaving. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, I'm having his brother on Monday. I was brother on, on the show on Monday." That's, <laughs> that's funny because I heard. Yeah, I heard about. Uh, that they went there together. That's I didn't realize. Yeah, you bumped into them. That's funny. <laughs> well, I, I didn't actually get to I guess, say hi because we we just were passing and they they were getting in their car and I was just pulling into the driveway. So by the time I got uh, out okay, and got okay. in, they I couldn't I didn't know where they went. But uh, but I'd seen it. <laughs> I I mean I hadn't. It's been like I think three months since I've been to Los Banos. Um, I moved down to Riverside and beginning of the year actually the uh-huh. end of December I moved down to Riverside um, yeah and then I you know come back and forth come pick up some stuff and uh, do the whole transition stuff but yeah it'd been about three months since I'd been home to check uh, check up on my parents you know we got these fires and the fires are probably <laughs> less than 15 miles now from my parents house so we were like we need to go oh, visit geez. just in case you know <laughs> like what's just the area <laughs> so you know San Anella see in the house like, yeah yeah you, well the fire right now people uh commuting over 152 can can actually see the fires so it's it's burned all the way from yeah know, you know where livermore is yeah yeah okay so up towards livermore uh north of like livermore a little bit um all the way from vacaville all the way south all the way towards gilroy basically the diablo grand Ridge, wow. the hills in between los banos uh, and San Jose all caught fire. So pretty much, I would say close to seventy percent of that hill range is caught fire already. So it's it's pretty it yeah. Anyway, it's, so yeah. that's brutal. It is yeah. It's 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 the air right now is crazy. Like it just looks like um that's 
That's what I hear. Yeah, it's just a brown, a brown colored sky today. It's it's terrible. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, I keep seeing the photos that are rolling in on social media, and it just looks like you guys are ground zero farm again. It's like it's crazy to think that there's still five more left, five more months left to 2020. I mean, I don't know how California's going to make it. I have no <laughs> idea. Man. I, have no, I don't have no idea. Uh, yeah. the, meme, the meme that makes so much sense right now is like, uh, it's like California, like what to do in California, then the, the beneath it, leave. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. A lot, of, a lot of millennials are getting that. Actually, there was a huge migration out of LA because of COVID. I don't know if you heard about that. Oh, I have heard about it. Well, all the major New York and LA, yeah. a lot of places like that. Yeah. Basically, all the one percenters are just like, we're out of here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've heard my favorite uh, meme so far of California is the one. It's not even really much of a meme, is it? Is just a photograph. It, it just, it's a picture that says, um, it's like a picture for a like old folks' home or something like that. Yeah. And it's it's not a picture. It's a sign. I'm sorry. It's a sign for an old folks' home on the side of the road, and it says. Um, wear your mask, wash your hands, like all the typical Corona Karen things, you know, right, Show, right. social distance, stay at home, save lives, all the buzzwords. And, uh, and then everything is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it is a, it's, exactly. Yeah. That's California right now. <laughs> exactly, man. I could, I could, yeah. I couldn't agree more, man. I could not agree more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, so I, I know you kind of said it earlier. Is like sometimes you take those random, mm-hmm. you make those random decisions that turn out to be a part of an adventure that lead to something mm-hmm. bigger. Um, so Japan mm-hmm. was kind of was one of those sort of just random decisions that you, you would say led to that bigger that bigger adventure. I guess now. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't really finish the story of how I got. Well, so just to kind of wrap it up with that bit, I. I uh, I just kept coming back and forth, and then what eventually happened, so I'd come and stay here for three months at a time. One time I did six months. I would just come here on tourist visas and just keep looking for a job, and I would kind of work under the table, do all this random stuff. And then in 2016, I met my now wife, and uh, yeah, just by accident. I wasn't like, <laughs> a lot of people get, get the wrong idea. I wasn't like trying to get married for a green card. <laughs> it just kind of happened that way. You spend you know, a, a quarter of your year, um, somewhere, you just might meet someone you're going to marry there. So, right. yeah. um, that's what ended up happening. So, uh, and then we were friends for two years and then we decided to get married and, uh, we didn't want to do the long distance thing. Wow. And, uh, cause yeah, it's just, I did that for three years with another girl and it was just, it was a lot of work and exhausting. And I was like, no, I'm not going back into this again. So I basically said, we can just stay friends or we can get married. And she was like, okay, let's get married. I was like, Oh, uh, okay. (laughs) 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 And yeah, like two months later we were married. So, so what's it uh, like being the American with the green card? (laughs) 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 No, you don't hear that very often. It's really funny actually. Um, (laughs) because like, um, every once in a while, I have to go to the immigration office and um, and get my uh, and like to renew. Yeah. Like uh, the, so, my first two years, I had to renew every year. I just renewed this. Well, 
No, actually, that was a while ago. I renewed at the beginning of this year. So now I have three years. But before that, they give you a year. Then you have to do another year because they want to see if it's going to work out. Like, did you get married for the visa? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so anyway, the, when, you, when you go into immigration, it's it's pretty funny because like it still feels weird because you're like one of the only white guys there. Because the immigration <laughs> office and bureau, it's, it's like waiting in line at the DMV. It just takes forever. You know, you take the number. And they'll be serving like number three hundred and twenty-seven, and you have number seven hundred. Oh you know? lord! <laughs> you wait there for like four or five hours. Gosh! And um, but it's mostly most of the people who are at the immigration office just happens to be well. It makes sense because they're closer. Like you have um, other Asian countries, right? So you'll have just a ton of people there, just a herd of people and you're still like one of the only white guys so it still feels like this is weird like i'm an immigrant too but like <laughs> it's, it's it's yeah it's it's just it's bizarre but, oh, uh, that's 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 funny to hear man that's good stuff yeah like, yeah like, yeah hold on a second everybody else yeah <laughs> oh man i just imagining <laughs> i could imagine myself sticking out like a sore thumb too one time when I was in Korea, the funny this is the funniest uh, like experience I've ever had because, um, you know, some people have never seen other people of different skin colors, <laughs> and especially in some parts of Asia, like in South Korea, some, oh, <laughs> some I mean, they may yeah. have seen somebody in a movie, but not in real life. And when I was in yeah. South Korea, I was on a I was in a subway in South Korea, and this little boy turned around and he looked at me and he said. Your skin color. I'm perplexed. <laughs> he used that word. Yes, he was shocked. He was just, I'm perplexed. I'm he was perplexed. confused. And I, I think it's because awesome. I can give off like a Middle Eastern look and like a Hispanic uh-huh. slash Samoan look. You know? So it maybe he was like, is he from New Zealand or is he Pacific? Like, what's going on with this guy? You know, um, so I had like a weird, uh, a weird look to my I do have a kind of a weird, strange look. It could be a little multiracial, look, but I mean, I'm Hispanic, but, you know, people say I'm like, uh-huh. um, you know, I could be like a giant Filipino, you know, so <laughs> I see some Pacific Islander in there. maybe. Yeah, definitely. Like, with my, my man yeah. bun, people have called me Maui and I do get the what's up <laughs> from all the Pacific Islanders. They shoot me the hang loose. And uh, hey, I respect that. I'm down with it. I'm down with the hang loose. Man, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> no, 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 it's the funny. same here in Japan. Uh, but uh, I, mean, I imagine you just being kind of like it, what it's. What, is that is that like a weird paradigm shift, right? Where you're in America, you kind of see a lot. Of, you can see, well, in Los Banos, I mean, white people are minority in Los Banos, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> no. Right. I'm a minority wherever I go these days. Yeah, just... yeah, now you're, yeah, now really, really, yeah. really are minority. So what's, is is that like a, was that a culture shock for you, not seeing yourself in like the population, like you not being able to like, I mean, you see Westerners once in a while, but... Yeah, um, yeah. Or do, are you just kind of getting used to? Um, like, do you recognize your own face in 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 the the crowd? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I stand out literally. I mean, I'm taller than most people right. here, so yeah. like, you, I just I do kind of just pop in a crowd. But um, I mean, you had this is a country where 99 percent of the population is pure blood Japanese. Wow. That's not even that's that's not even including people who are half or who are raised here um it's so yeah but i i was by the time i moved here i was already kind of used to it because i'd already spent the equivalent 
of boy i probably already i already spent the equivalent of a year and a half or so living here just on and off before i mean it's a little different because you're coming back you know you go i would come back to california and be in california for nine months or six months whatever and then come back again so there's kind of this on and off where you kind of ease off of it right but now that i'm living here it it is a little different because now i live here and there's this kind of like they can tell um most of the time just by what you're wearing or what you have on you whether you're a tourist or you're not a tourist right so they, they do kind of start to treat you differently um when they realize that you actually live here <laughs> so it but but as far as like from on my end of things it's it gets lonely i think um it i feel like i've wasted so many great jokes here that's <laughs> that's, that's the worst that's the worst oh, like something will happen and i'll just shoot out a zinger and nobody gets it like oh, that's a, that's 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 a difficult thing and then another thing is is um you know i play music i i have a we have a little jazz band here called um tokyo speakeasy and you know i i'm the one who sings so i have to we just do like jazz standards and whatnot i'm the one who sings so i have to talk to the the audience so so you know if i if i'm speaking in english it just just no charisma at all like i'm just laughing with myself here (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) um so it can get uh it can get a little lonely in that sense. It's it's a little weird. And then there's also, I mean, boy, we're gonna go into the dark side of Japan because there is one, and it's it's <laughs> actually it's really because um, I I I don't know what your impression of Japan is, but I think most people tend to think that Japanese people, you know, they're they're very polite, right? They're famous. Right. They're quite popular for being polite and um, very hospitable and all this stuff it's like yeah that's true but only that only goes so far (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's there's like a dark side too and um yeah it's just it's just a weird it's it i think that's the most that's the hardest part is just kind of feeling like as a westerner you're kind of this outgoing um kind of up out upfront korean people are more upfront too they're more aggressive with what they say and and how they interact with strangers they're more outgoing japanese people are very reserved and everything's polite and there's there are titles at the end of names that make it polite and they'll say one thing and mean another there's a lot of you don't say what you mean you say what you what you what you think people want to hear Right, and okay. um, I'm not trying to call all of Japan a bunch of fake people, but yeah, you no. it is kind of it, no, it tends it. to be. I mean, there are fake people everywhere in the world, and, and but just generally speaking, culturally, they're very um, they don't they 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 don't want to offend anybody. But at the same time, you're in you could be inconveniencing them, and you would never know because they won't tell you. Right, and it just makes it worse that there's like this under underlying tension. Yeah, because you're like, and, I really um, want to be a friendly neighbor. That's it. <laughs> yeah, like the like, other day, <laughs> like the other day in our apartment building, then our next door neighbor is this old guy by himself, 
it's like in his fifties or sixties or something like that. And he um, complained to the to the apartment manager um, about noise, and he specifically named he specifically called me out for it. He didn't talk to me. He never came to us. But we got a phone call from the apartment manager, and he didn't name anything specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like he just said, there's noise sometimes, and blah blah blah, and and then he said, I heard English. It's like, so because you heard English, you're complaining about noise. And he, yeah, it's just weird. Like You get stuff like that. And it's like, you live in a city, man. It's, it's, it's going to be a noisy place. That's true. Tell me about that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so would you would, but overall though, this experience of moving mm-hmm. to Japan has enriched your life though. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. So um, overall, you, I mean, here's the thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so, what, um, but like, in, like, what are some of the highlights, uh, like in Japan, like just maybe just Japanese culture that has like enriched your life? Because I know you're married to somebody who's Japanese. Um, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a lot of things that you've adopted as your own that you find to be like rewarding that aren't American <laughs> culture. You know, typically American culture mm. things. Mm. Uh, could you kind of highlight yeah, that, some of those uh, things, maybe? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And number one is the toilets. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, they use bidets here. They have washlets and everything. It's like a heated toilet seat. Like the heated, the rim is heated and they have like a thing that washes your bum if you want it. Like, um, and it never smells. It has like this deodorizer that you never really, after you use the restroom after somebody else, you never smell there. (laughs) They're they're foul. Yeah. don't, so ooh, I was just thinking, of, that, a, that's I was thinking of an American I was thinking one of those American handicap public stalls right now. Oh gross. Oh no, yeah, yeah, no. The, the toilets are pretty good here. But then on the other hand, you got these weird squatter they still have the squatter toilets in some places in the older areas. Right. Um that's what they used to do. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, I told my wife, when we come back to the States, we're bringing a toilet. We're 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 buying one and we're I'm, I, I can't go back. <laughs> but, oh my god! It's so funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so they do that really well. Um, obviously, the food, the food is awesome here. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Western food, and and it's Western food is probably favorite. Like I love, I love. Them. There are days where I just like I have to go to the store and make because you can't buy them anywhere. It's, it's you, you can't get a good one anywhere. So you have to make tacos at home oh because my God. you can't get, there are no taquerias here. Like you can go to a taco place, but it just, it's not quite right. It's wow. just not the same or, or there's just something off about it. So I'm like, like ordering corn, real corn tortillas online and oh. getting them here and then buy <laughs> like trying to get a legit taco. You know, I'm this white guy trying to make real talk. It's hilarious, right? It's like, so you're, <laughs> so, you're really um, in California. So you really have lived in California quite a bit. <laughs> To, to be well, I lived in California for twenty years. Right, right, right. Well, cali- tacos are just amazing, anyway. So, but um, <laughs> I, I, you know, as you know, I'm originally from Maine and right. then moved to California. But yeah, I lived in California for twenty years. Tacos were one of the big things that I miss. Um, anyway, but things that I've gotten that are positive. Um, well, like I said before, just the perspective from meeting all these different people from all over the world. Um, 
it's um, given me some interesting insights. Even though I haven't been to those countries, I'm sure it's a little different, but it's kind of given me a sample of what other countries are like and how they think. Um, I found that's pretty consistent. So if I meet two people or three people in different times who are from France, they usually tend to have the same kind of despite what their religious and political views might be, they usually tend to have the same kind of cultural values or uh, cultural uh, tendencies or habits or whatever. So you kind of can get an idea of other countries. That's something that's been pretty cool that I've gotten out of this. It's just meeting an international community yeah. as well as the Japanese one. I think, I think that's something for like, uh, for people you know if you live in the united states if you haven't done any substantial amount of travel outside of the united states mm -hmm. there is mm -hmm. the international like just uh i don't want to say like community or what i don't know how to, how to frame this but like you know like being out there i mean i've korea wasn't my first rodeo i've been to other places too so you know mm -hmm. you just you you kind of you see other people that aren't supposed to be in the same mm -hmm. part of the world as you. And you sort of have this natural sort of like, Oh, we're together, even though we're not from the same country. Um, but <laughs> right, you know, right, yeah. you're both the Gaijin, the know? Gaijin nod. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. Gaijin we, nod. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's the, yeah. I used to get that a lot. Now, after you start living here, it's kind of like, you just start to ignore each other like everybody else. But oh. <laughs> no, it's, um, but uh, no, it just depends on the person. But uh, um, no, it's it. One of the things, the cool things that it's given me is an interesting perspective of how I see my own country. Really? Because um, uh, actually, it really, and people are going to take, you know, you can have all the facts and everything in front of you, but a lot of the times, people are going to differ in their application of those facts or those ideas or those whatever it might be. Um, and what I've gotten out of it is that America is a pretty darn unique country as well. We don't think about that right. being Americans is America is extremely, extremely unique and different because it does stand out. Um, when I compare it to all my friends in the international community and when they talk about their home countries and all these things and America stands out as just different and um, and we really don't appreciate that because we live in America but I mean I don't not not to get too political here but America is not that the country that it's it's underappreciated. <laughs> to, to, to yeah, say there's a lot the of least. things. There's a lot of things that I think Americans don't, don't they undervalue in America, like the fact that Amer America is such a diverse melting pot, like that phrase. Um, Crazy, yeah, has, has never been yes. more true when you travel abroad. You know, because I've I've you know I've right. been to Europe, you know, I've been to South yeah. America, I've been to. You know, I've been all the way to South Korea and it you would never find a more diverse. I've never found a more diverse place on Earth. And even if you look at like I've been to modern cities like London and yeah. you know, there is a lot of there's a lot. There's diversity there. But, um, right. You know, it just it looks a little different. But it, I mean, the population is not as obviously, you know, the population in California is is just tremendous. I don't know why that many people would live in one place. It's but. well, it's it's here's the thing like. In, in California, if I were to see a Japanese person walking down the street in California, mm -hmm. I would think to myself, 
okay, they're 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 Asian, of course. That's obvious. They're of Asian descent, but I wouldn't assume that they're that they were born in Japan or something like that. I would think that they're just American right. because they're you know they're here and he's just walking around my neighborhood. He's probably just another American, so I'd talk to him like an American. And I think, and that's actually that idea that. Um, you're American that what makes you American is an is a set of values and a set of ideas rather than the color of your skin yeah. is actually pretty unique and nobody really realizes that because in other countries you are what makes you a a Japanese person like Jap- Japan is the extreme example um, they don't consider you Japanese you could be like if my wife and I have a kid and that kid is raised here and speaks Japanese fluently and goes to Japanese school and does everything Japanese, they'll still think of that kid as like a foreigner, like half. Right. He's not, he or she is not really Japanese. Right. And, and, or, or you could even say, let's, let's take another extreme. Let's take two parents who maybe immigrated to Japan and they're both from another country that are, and they're not Japanese that kid could be first generation born in Japan, doesn't learn doesn't learn the language of his parents, his or her parents, right. and um, doesn't uh, doesn't learn anything about the culture, even the mindset, and is completely Japanese. But they'll be treated like a foreigner. It's like, no, you're not Japanese. Like yeah. they'll so, um, and you and you never will be one. Like even if I wanted to immigrate to Japan as an American, if I wanted to say, okay, I'm going to become a citizen, I'm going to get a Japanese passport, I'm going to um, just totally let go of my life in my past country, like a lot of people do when they move to America. Right. Um, they still, you'll never be Japanese. You are, you are, uh, you are a foreigner living in Japan, even though you could speak the language fluently, think just like they do, eat, eat, dress, and do all those things. But the, the bottom line is, you are not Japanese skin wise, you know, genetically. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So, and, and it's like that for a lot of countries. And we don't look at that when we look at America. We just judge it on this or that and, you know, it's not good enough or whatever. So it's really, it's that was an interesting perspective, getting that from, from Japan. You sort, you sort of take that diverse, you know, even, I mean, right now there's a lot of like racial tensions and stuff like that, obviously in the United States. When for sure. When it, when yeah. has, when, I mean, not when hasn't there been exactly. I mean, there, it's always been, America has always been plagued by racial tensions, but that's because we choose to engage in, you know, the world, the world has the been, world. the world has been plagued but by racial tensions though. That's right. just the thing though. Like, yeah. Right. And, and I feel like that's kind of like, we're just one of those things where like, you know, in America you do take, you do take a little bit of that for granted even though like the media does has a huge you know has a huge uh i guess responsibility as far as like you know broadcasting what's happening in the world but uh yeah but some of those you know some of those some of the real stories like where like in a little town like los banos where you could see that there is in in i guess an integration well for at at least for me there was i could see it in my friends that Mm -hmm. we were pretty diverse group of friends i couldn't see like not Mm -hmm. just one individual race in the group of people that we ran like hung out there wasn't there wasn't yeah that's how i I remember it being the same way yeah there was sort of kind of like you know there's japanese kids mexican kids you know black kids white kids um you know it was just some there was a very i would say the only thing that 
we sort of missed out on is realizing that we were free to do that. Maybe I think that's probably what America yeah. needs to realize. Wait, we've been doing that and we're free to do it. Where, like, if you, right, you move right. to Japan, you go to Korea, you don't see that diversity. You don't see the engagement with somebody of a different, uh, you know, ethnicity than you. Not because they're not because people choose, not because people aren't like they don't like you, but um, it's just the culture is just different. You know, like Korea didn't open yeah, borders. Yeah. They didn't allow anybody to, like, you know, even settle onto their onto their their part of you know the you know, their land, uh, they had, they had, they had a strict, you know, no foreigner policy for hundreds of years, you know, and it, and that's why oh, Japan did. Yeah. yeah. Well, Japan and, and Korea. Both Korea did as well. Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was one of these things where you, it, they lock themselves off. They shut out, you know, the global yeah. population. And, and now like yeah. now that you're seeing a few foreigners show up and stuff like that, you finally are kind of seeing a little bit of them trickle in, but you know, it's, yeah. America is is different for that reason where you know we've always encouraged immigrants although you know whatever happening with immigration right now it's it seems a little yeah. strange but you know you've I can tell I've been to other countries I've seen what I understand what you're saying because I've I've experienced it you know firsthand actually. yeah you yeah know, I, a little boy didn't yeah. never seen anybody with my skin color you know so it's like that's yeah. that shows that there is a that there was a <laughs> you know that kind of stuff happening. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what was it? What was it kind of like um, for you? The employment process, as far as like um, getting <laughs> like getting employed. Um, I know you said yeah. you didn't have a bachelor's degree, so you just went up. You had. You know, I know you'd. I know you were coaching. I know you're a musician, a yeah. seasoned, skilled yeah. musician. Um, I know you worked. Oh, thank you. you. Know, some other jobs and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, I don't know your history of employment, but I do know that you were a coach. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Can you so, sort of okay. walk me through how you how you transitioned from using your because you have practical experience and knowledge of of these mm-hmm. of these things and you use those skills, I'd imagine, to obviously find employment in Japan. How did you go about doing that? Yeah. So, yeah, when I got here, you know, my first job was to find a job. Right. So yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, which was actually not that difficult at first because I had already been coming. I already had a network built by the time I moved here. So um, a lot of people already knew me. So when they heard that, oh, he's here with a visa now, he can be hired. So I got a bunch. I started out with like a bunch of like odd jobs. I was doing like coaching every day, but for different groups. So I was coaching in all these different places um for all these different like soccer schools and stuff like that and it was kind of like part-time money it wasn't bad but i was kind of hustling shooting all over the city you know you gotta go from here to here you're managing your schedule and then i just kind of like a month after i'd been already living here i just met someone like uh well how how did that how did that come about oh okay i was playing soccer uh with this kid he was playing on my team and he was still in high school and he's like oh she could you come to my schools um he went to international school he's like could you come to my schools um futsal training and like work with the goalkeepers or something because that's what i primarily do i mean i'm a head coach too but my 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 specific skill set is working with goalkeepers so he's like could you come and work with us so i did and i met this their coach was an american guy um, in the, their math teacher and he said we're looking for a fitness instructor and a health teacher 
Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I don't have any training in that. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a co- soccer coach. I understand how all these things work, like fitness and nutrition. I know them, but I'm not, I never went to school. Like I never went, I, I didn't, I don't. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. I was, I was an athlete myself. So I, I learned it. I probably learned it better than someone going to school would because I was living it. And unless that person is doing the same, but, um, so they gave me the job. They had me come in the next week for an interview. I interviewed with the, um, so I had a, I was working, I worked one year at an international school and, um, and it was fun. It was interesting. And, um, it was a small school, like 55 students or something like that from all around the world. Like half the student body was Japanese kids. And then the other half was just we're all over. And, uh, so it was, it was a good experience and they gave me a ton of freedom too. It wasn't like I had to make the curriculum. I had to do everything myself and put it together. And it was really up to me. And they never were like over my shoulder, you know, wondering, like, what you, they, they, they let me do what I wanted, which was really cool. Right. Um, so I did that for a year. And then um, uh, last year's when things kind of started to get more complicated, I decided that I was just going to take the risk and try to be a coach full time because I had a... Um, a business partner that I was working with and I am working with still. Um, and so I started just kind of coaching, but, uh, so at first it was simple because I was working with a lot of foreign groups, like even with the soccer play uh, people, they were international employment. Mm -hmm. And so was the, the international school, of course. Now it's a little bit more difficult because now I'm working more in the Japanese market. And, um, and yeah, so that's, uh, a little bit harder because Japanese people are very um, they don't like change and they don't like to change the way they do things so if you try to be innovative here it's like well they shoot you down they're like no that's not how we do it so you kind of have to push push them and then if you push them too much it can come off as being rude and you can lose face and right. it gets complicated there's I could talk probably all day on just that subject alone right but uh, or or complain maybe i don't know but um so uh but now i'm working actually after starting from september it'll finally be full time uh working at the university coaching there and then on the side because as a soccer coach you have free time i mean even though you're, you're still hustling but you have like these weird odd times that you have off i can uh uh, I got into, I signed up with an agency and started doing extra work and acting and stuff like that. So I found it to be, um, it's a challenge. It's hard because my Japanese is limited. And, um, if you're not going to teach English or if you're not an IT guy, it is, you really have to hustle here. Yeah. I mean, you should, you should hustle in anything you're doing. You should work hard in whatever you're trying to do, but, um, it's, you're gonna, if, if you want to like, for me, my line of work is kind of strange and inconsistent as far as like, I'm kind of all over the place with what I do. <laughs> so it's, you have to really kind of scrounge and, and, and do a lot of, do a lot of groundwork. You, you're in the trenches, um, trying to, trying to pay the bills here. But other than that, it's, it's, it's fine. You know, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's a good opportunity for me to gain experience because there's opportunities that I'm getting here that I wouldn't get in the States. Right. I might not be getting paid a ton for that opportunity or I might be struggling, 
but I'm getting the experience. Yeah. And when you take experience back to the States, it means more than just getting the, you know, having the piece of paper that says you can do this thing. So, um, well, maybe, maybe unless it's becoming more of a bureaucracy, I'm not sure, but, um, um, yeah, so that's, so, did but, I, did I answer you? Was that the no, answer yeah, you, you did. You did. It was a good answer. It was a good answer. No, I, I know. I appreciate it. Uh, so also too with that, do you, but you know, I, I wonder, I'm wondering if is it, you know, it seems to me that you're following, you know, your passions in a, to a, you know, certain degree, you know, soccer coach, mm-hmm. uh, you, you were mm-hmm. an athlete. You know, I remember, mm-hmm. I remember catching you, you know, seeing you coming home from practice sometimes, you were driving down the road and see you crossing your, because you, where I worked and where you would go oh. from coaching, we'd p- cross paths every now and then. Anyways, okay. Yeah. Um, Cause you worked at high school. I worked at Starbucks. I had to pass there every day, you know? Oh, right, so. right, right, right. Yep. Yep. So, yep. you know, I, I did know that you were involved in, in, in soccer coaching and I know that you've had a history of playing and stuff. So, but it, it seems like, you know, like you, know, you talked about how you have, you have a jazz band. Like you, it seems like you are mm-hmm. following, you know, some of those passions that you have, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, for sure. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to make it as a as a jazz musician. I'm not thinking. I'm not hinging everything on that. You know, it's just right. something I do that I try to keep going. That's for me. It's fulfilling and it's fun. And um, if I can put the extra time into it, I do. Um, yeah, I think it's always important um, to follow something, you, whether it's your profession or if it's just a hobby. Um, it's important to have something that you, or whether it's something or five to 10 things, I'm, I'm the latter. That's my issue is that I mm-hmm. pretty much just, inter- I'm interested in just about everything. And, and, um, and my, and, and, and when I get tired of something, I just move on to the other issue, um, interests and then I'll come back to it later, you know? So, uh, that's why I've always kind of just been all over the place with career paths and like trying to still <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't want to say the word figuring figuring it out. I've pretty much figured. I, I like. I know what I like to do. Right. It's just um, a matter of being able to acquire the skills to master something. So it's <laughs> that's another conversation. But um, well, but no, I like that thread though. That's a good thought because it's like you're following mm-hmm. you're following some of your passions. You know, music. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, and, sport and stuff and then also but you're finding some sort of employment that can help not not just can help you personally in your career but can also progress you right. you know in in those in those disciplines um yeah, so I get, yeah. Like, because one of the questions i was going to ask is like as a creative artist mm. and disciplined athlete do you feel that those opportunities for employment are like are less viable in the united states than they are like in japan because of um, just because of like the gatekeeping that takes place in the United States a little bit. <laughs> Ooh, depends on what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. For soccer, for soccer, definitely. That's a whole other conversation. The politics of U.S. soccer is insane, and it's a it's a glass ceiling. Um, and yes, so it's much easier for me to come here as a foreigner, an outsider that has a different perspective on the game. Right. And I can kind of share these ideas and th- and the people who are interested in listening will listen and I can have an opportunity there. And um, in the States, it's just so, 
it's just there's just so much more competition. It's not necessarily a good thing. It's maybe not even competition. That's not the right word. More like a boys club. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. Like these are the guys, and it it's it's not about it's not. American soccer is not American, uh, not a meritocracy. I can come here with the experience that I have, and if I can prove that I can perform as a manager or a coach, that's fine. That's good enough. In the states, it's not always good enough. They'll just hire the guy that they know. Um, so that is one issue. That that's one of the reasons I wanted to come here for soccer is that I could get all that experience and build a an awesome resume here. Um, as far as other things go like um acting it really or 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 whatever it might be it's really not about the difference in country as it is that i went from you have to remember i went from los banos to tokyo yeah <laughs> it's not really it's not necessarily the country different the difference in country it's the difference in opportunity in the area um tokyo in the tokyo is like 13 million people in the in the in this in the city, and then the surrounding area, like the Kanto region, is like forty million people. You know, yeah, compared to forty thousand in Los Banos. So basically, the opportunity there is just I could probably go to L.A. and and everything's going to open up differently. You know, uh, but I mean, maybe not now <laughs> with the right, current situation. Yeah, definitely but, not now. <laughs> um, but yeah, but just in general, you know, before pre, um, pre-COVID, um, if I were to go to New York or LA, um, I'd actually probably have, I could probably find a way to network and create more opportunities there than I could in Tokyo because I actually speak the native language. Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, or fluently, I guess I should say, but, um, Cause my I, Japanese is improving a little bit. <laughs> that's always good, man. It's always but, good. <laughs> no, I've been I, a bad student. I always felt like in the United States, like um, creative and athletic, you know, um, people that are interested in those things. It always seems like they're, mm-hmm. they they there's sort of there's never really a a place for them to find meaningful employment. Um, maybe not necessarily for everybody, but for some, yeah. you know, and, and I, th- yeah. I think that may be the majority for all, maybe for all athletes and for all creative, you know, artists. Types. Yeah. I think that's in a, in a lot. I think that's in most countries, wherever you go, like even in, even in, um, even in other countries. I mean, those are, if you think about it, if you want to make a living at being an artist or an athlete, those are all things that require a tremendous amount of skill and and determination and grit and hard work but also a tremendous amount of luck right um because you have to seize the opportunity when it comes and um and i mean you could say that for i guess i could say that for a lot of different things that's not i think it just i i think what happens is is that it's also i don't know i don't know because this whole thing of being an athlete and a uh a musician or whatever it's kind of like <laughs> we 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 or were you we an artist or a, or a sport an athlete or an actor whatever it might be we put like a different expectation on those things because those are the people we see on tv right. you know what i mean so these people are on tv and they're living this life of, kind of fame and fortune um but i think 
with most crafts or most um you know professions or whatever you do it's kind of like that everywhere but some things are just more in demand than others i mean the world doesn't um the world needs more doctors than it does actors right right Right. so of course of course there's going to be more space I mean, I'm not saying that becoming a doctor is easy. That's tons of school and tons of um, student, um, uh, stu- you know, paying for tuition and stuff like that. Um, but the point is, is that there's way more doctors than there are actors, right? There's way more, um, I don't know, way more plumbers than there are athletes. Right. So you're also talking about a a a, biz, a business that has a limited limited amount of space to really make a lot of money. Um, I mean, and you can be creative with that stuff. I mean, people in coaching. The, the only reason I can coach is because I work in youth development. So I work. I don't coach a pro team, and I don't have a million dollar contract every. Right. You know, I, I I work on developing young players who want to make it to that higher level. So. Yeah, it just it's it's. I think it's more of a demand thing than it really is. The the, the yeah. Well, you know, I asked this question because, like, you know, uh, I I you sort of um, it seems like you you've sort of implemented some of the same things that you were doing here. You said you would work on tour with your brother. Your brother's a touring artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's your brother's. Your, your brother's out there, you know, doing the grind, touring to make a living as a musician, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I respect that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's like a dream that I've always had. Right? Yeah. But uh, also at the same yeah. time, like you, you know, as a as a someone who loves the the sport soccer, loves the sport football, you know, you you followed that up by wanting to get into coaching or maybe you, you saw coaching yep. as an opportunity. And it looks, you know, yep. seeing that you've done that followed some of those passions with you as you've moved to Japan. It, mm-hmm. it seemed like a, a question that I should ask because it's, you know, I've always had those thoughts too. What if, what if I moved to, you know, to Mexico, would I be, would I be considered, you know, a better, uh, you know, person for television because I speak English or, you know, <laughs> what could it be, you know, right. be something like that or, you know, right. Um, just, no, like, yeah. You know, just, the well, yeah, no. And then that's, and that was, that was some of the, well, and to kind of complete that, that subject that was one of the reasons i that was kind of one of the reasons why i thought moving to japan would be good from because like i said before i literally stand out right so um sometimes that can be a good thing and that has gotten me i I have gotten opportunities here that i would not have gotten in the states and it's because also it wasn't just that i stood out it's it's, i i use those things yeah. I use the fact that I stood out, and then I tried to back it up with character and work ethic, and and actually being able to do the job that I stood out for. So um, it's that that is one of the reasons I came to Japan. It's because I felt like it's 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 more of a, it's more of for for especially for like a foreign coach or a foreign actor, it's more like the Wild West. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not so it's not so saturated with just or flooded or inflated with so many people, yeah. uh, whatever. Uh, so there is that opportunity that I can, I have less, um, I don't want to say less to compete against, but I stand out in the competition. Right. 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 Yeah. Wow. That's not, it's yeah. just good. It's good, valuable information. Maybe people, someone's listening. Mm. Maybe someone's yeah. thinking about a, a career path change or a different, just an adventure. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, I, I will tell if, if there are people who are looking at doing stuff, you're not going to get rich yeah. if that's what you're saying. You can come and get the experience. That's fine. You're going to come and you can you can get the work. And that's important because we have a saying in, in, in pro- professional sports. Um, it's, it's, it's all well and good to have a professional contract, but you have to get your games in. And what that means is you have to play to get better. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're just if you have a professional contract and you're riding the bench your whole career, it's probably gonna be hard to sustain that career. But if if you're maybe playing with a team that's maybe a lower level and you're and the contract is like you're like semi pro, but you're getting your your experience, you're yeah. getting your games in, then maybe you can make that transition. So um I think uh, it's if you do want to come to Japan for those types of reasons, other than just you know for actually like maybe following your passion, whatever that might be, you might not get rich, but you will get the opportunity to actually do the job and to learn on the job. That's one of the utility. That's one of the reasons I wanted to live here for a little bit before coming back to the state. Wow. Yeah. That's good stuff. So, but who knows? um going back to the whole entire um idea of pursuing fulfilling employment um i get Mm -hmm. i I, you know i want to talk about this a little bit because a little bit more because i know you you no that's fine no i love this i love this subject (laughs) yeah because i I, I mean i feel like you and me sort of have had like the same sort of career thought where we're just like we want to Mm -hmm. venture we want to see what's on the new horizon and so instead of like Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. settling down and, and spending more time focusing on the current place where I'm at. We've always sort of looked to the future and looked to the new and wanted to find that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because I've had the same, I had the same, I had a similar experience in college where I just couldn't, couldn't hang. You know, I just couldn't do it. It was just seemed like it was just too slow for me to experience life at. You know that pace mm-hmm. going to college. Yeah, some yeah. people, some people excel in it. Like my wife, she excels in the classroom. She is a classroom person. You Everybody's know, different. Yeah, a book, but you know, for me, like I want what 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 you your hands on. About, yeah, you talk about getting the games in. For me, it's like getting the games in and and being on in in the action is like it gets it's exciting and i i do understand there is a time for, sure. for like a study and, a, and a, a discipline for you to you know focus on whatever it is that you're working on but you know like yeah i've sort of had that that uh i guess that little that little bit of a i don't know you said that you want to get your games and be in the action kind of stuff and uh, i'm wondering mm-hmm. if is there if you would be able to maybe give advice to somebody who um maybe is is sort of in the same camp as us where we looked at, um, you know, pursuing higher education, but at the same time, it was like, we you know, I, I, I really like hands-on experiences. What would you say for people mm-hmm. not taking a traditional educational route here in the United States? Cause I think that's like, it's very popular. It's very popular for you to be, you know, in the United States, you grow up and everybody tells you, you go to college, you know, you have to. And I yeah. agree. I agree. I agree yeah. that, that that's yeah. probably, you know, we, we, we probably should, um, you know, and but at the same time, too. Well, it just it depends on what you want to do. It depends right. on what you want to do. If if you want to be a if you want to be a an, an underwater an underwater welder, this is a random example. Yeah. But if you want to be an underwater welder, for example, um, that doesn't require any college. You can go to a trade school for that, and and that's a six figure job because of the risk involved. Because you have to dive 
underwater to do welding, you're working with dangerous tools and um, your brain doesn't function the same at a certain depth. It has a hard time thinking logically. Mm-hmm. Um, your brain actually, so it's a dangerous job. Accidents happen. And, um, but the point is, is that you can make a lot of money if you wanted to do that. You can make, it's all about, hmm. so for those people who are doing something, you know, it, first things first, you know, if you figure out what you want to do, that's great. I think that's one of the hardest battles is, is, is sticking to something and saying, this is really what I want to do. Right. Yes. But it's not, it's not a bad thing doing something else though. Um, if you see everybody going one direction and you decide to go the other direction and trying to kind of do something outside of yourself as well, and you get good at that thing, then you're going to become passionate about it. And then all of a sudden you're passionate about this thing that you didn't even have really any aspirations of being. You didn't really think that you would be doing this. You know what I mean? Like it just, you just somehow ended up there. You decided to go this direction to try it out. You ended up getting good at it, and therefore you become passionate about it. So that's one of the things I would say is that if you, some people, it's it's this is the hardest thing to tell somebody. Some people, um, just don't have the means. And I'll use the word means because I do believe if somebody really wants to work towards something, they really want it bad enough. I think that they can achieve it. Mm. Um, most people, um, but, um, what I mean by the means is, is sometimes you just don't have the access to the resources or to the people you need to get better. And if you're not willing to put yourself in that place to make sacrifices, to get yourself to that place, um, you should probably think about doing something else. (laughs) If you're not willing to make sacrifices to do that thing. I've sacrificed a lot to stay with coaching, to yeah. to to grind out a living, carve out something for myself doing it. It's taken. It's it's been a. I mean, it's it is my passion, and I am following that. But I'm making sacrifices to do that. There's yeah. there's there's a there's a debt to be paid, and You're and I'm and family. I'm putting and, and that Other yeah side and, of the world. and like I said, <laughs> right. Well, that's what I mean, and that's what. I like I said I had to put my that's like I said before I put myself in Tokyo to give myself the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But that being said, um, you if you find something else and you get good at it, you might find that you enjoy it. And when you enjoy something, people tend to enjoy things that they're good at because you it's fun to be good at something. Right, right. Even if you don't think of that thing as like you know maybe that thing's not playing a sport or acting or being in the limelight all the time uh maybe it's maybe that thing is cleaning out septic tanks you know i know that sounds a bit extreme but that people make a lot of money doing that (laughs) i mean mean, (laughs) and then eventually you make enough money to where you pay somebody else to do it you're running a business you know And, and 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 that's a passion and that becomes a passion but Um, What I would tell people also on top of that is if you have a goal, think about what your goal is and think about what you want to do and you have your goal, you put it down, you put it on the top of the pyramid and then you work backwards. You figure, okay, so this is where I want to be. This is what I want. 
what's the step before that? And then what's the step before that step? And then what's the step before that step? And you, you people tend to try to build from the bottom up when they're thinking, when they're planning out their ideas. Mm-hmm. Do it from the top down. It just makes it so much easier. It becomes so much more clear and it makes the goals um, achievable wow. and sustainable without getting discouraged. So that's what I would recommend. You just get a whiteboard. What, or you don't even have to do it this way, but just, but just to give you a kind of like a visual. Just follow the you get a whiteboard, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you put down, you, 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 uh, you put down what your end goal is. This is what I want to achieve. This is what I want to be doing, or whatever it might be. This is how much money I want to make this year. Whatever it, is, whatever your goal is, and then work down. Um, that's what I would recommend doing anyway. And then, and, and I was lucky enough to meet somebody who taught me that concept. And when I started applying it, um, I started to make a lot more progress in what I was doing. So, um, but that's, that's what I would tell people. Those two things is basically, um, you know, if you're going to chase your, if you're going to chase your dreams, you got to make sacrifices. Um, and then it's not bad to, to do end up doing something else like, because maybe you might really like that. And then I guess it's three things. And then um, find out what your goal is, work downwards. Um, so fo- following that up, um, mm-hmm. following your goals, work downwards. Um, do you personally for you, do you, would you say you are on a journey of like mastery when it comes to, um, the things that you're working in already. I feel like maybe you found the things that you are passionate about, obviously. And you mentioned mm. that you're trying to acquire the skills. You're trying to acquire more skills or to, to improve those skills by finding mastery or ways to find people to help you master. Is that sort of, would you say that's kind of, uh, where the at or? yeah, yeah, of course. Um, mastery would be nice. Um, I mean, obviously, like I said before, being good at something is, is feels fulfilling. Like when you can do something well and when you've earned that ability, when you've worked for that ability to do something well, it feels good. Um, it's rewarding. Um, but, uh, geez, my, uh, what I was going to, my, my brain can't, uh, it's it's just burned out. (laughs) Uh, I'm in a tailspin right now. Uh, um, so basically it's okay. So the goal of mastery is not, that's a good goal. You want to master something, of course. Um, but for me personally, um, I like the process. Like I enjoy the process of things. And that's a really hard thing to, I think, I think that's an important thing to try to enjoy, but it's something we always overlook. Like we're never happy where we are. So therefore we think we have to get here. But um, I think if you also just enjoy the process of where you are, um, you can, I think you'll get a lot more out of it uh, because you can actually first, first of all, it's just good for your optimism and what you're doing. I think if you're focusing on the process, you're not in any hurry. You're more like, you're going to soak it in, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is you're doing. Uh, so for me, it depends on what it is. Of course, I would love to be able to master my profession, what I'm doing. 
but do I, uh, yeah, I mean, sure. I don't even know what that means though, in the sense that, so <laughs> well, I master I something, you... but I'm still learning, but I'm still learning about it. Well, I guess what I'm saying is even if you master something, keep trying to learn basically. Right. Like, like the best people in the business of whatever they do, um, they don't just say, Oh, I mastered it. I don't need to learn anything else on the subject. I am, I know it all. I am, I, that, that's it. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to work at getting better. Um, but the truth is you're always trying to learn new things. So enjoy the processes, treat it like a process. So maybe you re you reach a level that qualifies as mastery, but now try to get beyond that, you know, like, um, always kind of push, always push yourself, I guess is, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> no, no, I agree. I agree with you. You know, cause it's, I, fi I yeah. find that, um, I guess now, like, you know, I've, I lost my job recently because of the COVID situation. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of been, like yeah. a, uh, I guess an experience for me now rethinking my, my life steps, I guess, <laughs> you, mm -hmm. know, uh, you know, yeah. uh, re rediscovering the, the path to a, uh, I guess fulfilling a fulfilling place of employment, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not looking to be a professional at anything. I just would like to be in a comfortable place that I like what I do, you know, cause I feel like mm -hmm. maybe I've, I've chased maybe a little one too many, I've chased one too many tales, the wrong direction when it comes to, uh, you know, mm -hmm. employment and, um, well, anybody who's, anybody who's searching for something that does that, I mean, that's part of the process. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think that's kind of like where I'm at right now. So I, I, yeah. hopefully I can, you know, hopefully I, it'll, it'll, it'll turn around soon. It's a little difficult, but you know, I think once, I think we'll start yeah. getting things moving again pretty soon. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I think you, I think you'll be all right. <laughs> I think I think you'll get you'll figure it out. I mean, yeah. I've I was in the same place for the six months. I mean, I had no work for 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 almost six months, and um, I had to steer the ship. I had to be creative, and I managed to find ways to make money as a freelancer, just doing random things, maybe giving private lessons for something. Mm -hmm. But I just pulled my my I just pulled some of the skills that I had, and I learned and, and um, made it work to to get the bills paid kind of thing you know so um you'll find a way if you're really um people are um more adaptive than they give themselves than than we give credit for i think uh we're we tend to be creatures of our environment in our in our comfort zone uh most people in general i think not all um some are driven more than others for sure um, but I think, uh, you'll find something. I'm pretty sure <laughs> you find a way to make it work, <laughs> you know? And, and, and like I said, though, well, here's the thing. And like I said, you might have to sacrifice. There might be things that you have to take that you don't want to, but it can lead you somewhere that does fulfill you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was trying to say with people. Maybe it's just not working out with your passion, but you still have to pay the bills and feed your family, whatever yeah. it might be. Or or your or just take care of yourself. Um, you're going to find a way to do that, but that's going to it might require a sacrifice, and sometimes more sacrifice than 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 other people have to sacrifice. It, it just it really just, but it but it but you have to be open to the idea that making that sacrifice has a purpose, mm 
and it's a part of the process and you have to link it to what you are trying to do even though it might not feel like it's leading you in that direction it's just it's still providing something for you a means for you to break off in this other direction right so or even stay in that direction maybe you find something maybe you take a compromise um that you didn't think you'd like and then you start doing that job and you're like wait this is really cool this is not what i thought it was i really actually i'm doing a good job and i have pride in my work and um i want to get better at this you, and then you all of a sudden you just found a new passion you just carved out a passion for yourself out of nothing so you never know i mean you just kind of treat it that enjoy the process and sometimes those sacrifices lead to things yeah no i agree i definitely <laughs> agree i agree with you man it's like yeah it's just you know uh, no i totally totally agree with you and i i you know that's kind of like the boat that i'm in right now so hopefully i can uh mm-hmm. figure it out you know and uh kind of get back on get back on the the train here yeah. um hey i know we've been yeah talking. well you're doing this podcast aren't you right <laughs> yeah I'm working on this <laughs> well this was an extension yeah, a little bit of an extension to that creativity that i wanted to uh-huh. I yeah to sort yeah. of uh, put out in the universe so <laughs> yeah but hey the, the bottom line is though is you're doing something so eventually you know whether it's whether it's doing a podcast or something i mean you're 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 out there turning the wheels so something will you, you yeah it's it's just sometimes you're pushing the rock up the hill more than other times so that, anyway there you go i'm uh, sorry go ahead hey, no, 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 <laughs> next <thank> question <laughs> i think i think a lot of people probably want to hear that <laughs> pushing the rock up the hill sometimes. hey man i know we've, yeah, been, uh, yeah. we've definitely been chatting for about an hour and a half now um it yeah we have like that it doesn't even feel like that but it's been about an i hour know hour. i know i hope i didn't put your audience to sleep no dude <laughs> i'm a, a long-winded great, individual no you had a lot of great <laughs> insights and i really appreciate this episode because it i mean some of the questions that i ask are more for me than they are for the listeners you know obviously I, i'm wondering mm-hmm. about you know i i, I kind of seen some of the things that you're able to achieve and you've been able to put yourself through mm-hmm. and it's inspiring and so it's kind of like one of those things where i need to ask my friend some questions you know see what what he thinks about yeah. it because it seems like i always knew that you were passionate about soccer i always knew that you're passionate about you know arts so it seems like you were you know sort of uh, have found something that you enjoy and that you know you're finding you know you're finding some meaning in being able to participate in these things and like you said there is a sacrifice yeah. there is pain there is you know there is there is restless days but but at the end oh, of the day, yeah. you know you, like you said you're you're still kind of connected to that that thing that yeah like, that yeah. drives you and that that is important to me because you know i i found i was you know the last job i had i really i really enjoyed because it was obviously something i was passionate about I love guitars, love music, so very passionate about that. But at the same time, is you know, however these these things ended, it, it was it was kind of a sad, sad, you know, goodbye. But you know, yeah, when yeah. Lose no, I know that. Must be <laughs> it was it was like a dream yeah. at first, well, you know. It was I I made it, big, yeah, you know. Um, well, it, hey, but but you never know though. You were there, yeah, it's true, and um, and you know, COVID happened, and it happened to a lot of people, and. It's going to recover as well at some point, hopefully, and um, you never know what will be there when when this whole panic thing is over with. 
<laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely keep my head up, you know, definitely staying positive. But, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm getting back out yeah. there, putting the resume in, and hopefully we'll we'll get guns, get something going again. But, um, hey, yeah. I just Good. want to say thank you for joining the show today, man. I think we... we oh, no problem. It was my pleasure. It was a really fun conversation. I didn't feel like I was on a show. I was just talking to an old friend. So. Yeah, dude. No, I, <laughs> that's exactly how I wanted it to be. I wanted to sort of be... I just wanted to be a, a casual conversation where we catch up and stuff. And uh, actually, I had Ronnie on about two weeks ago. And... Um, we oh, talked yeah. about you for a second and I was like the reason I followed I got both of you guys on the show because I seen that you guys had done some YouTube stuff and I was like I need to get those guys on the on the show you know <laughs> oh yeah 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 and uh, I figured yeah, since yeah guys- I did I did his show back in yeah back in his Chris uh, back in Chris I would did two things with him yeah I did two videos with him back yeah he's and he's doing his thing he's still still going at it yeah and I I know it was just it was yeah, really yeah. cool to just to be able to catch up with him and then he'd mention you and I was I was like I'd seen, I'd seen what you guys, I seen a part of like what you guys did like a while back. And I was like, I definitely want to mm-hmm. book them because they have some experience on the mic. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, Wes is a great, great opportunity to catch up with you, man. I'm excited to even hear from Alan now. I got to get hit. I got to book him. Um, oh, there you I, go. <laughs> I actually tried to, I tried to, but uh, I think he was, I think he, he kind of wanted to hear a couple of the episodes maybe probably okay see if it was safe to join the show so and i don't blame him i don't blame him (laughs) yeah he wants to plan ahead and prepare yeah if you if you uh if you run into him tell him tell him i'm interested in having him on the show and he can we can catch up i will yeah we're playing yeah we're playing chess tomorrow i think so um i'll talk to him tomorrow and and tell him do you you guys do that traditional like park chess date we do it's not in a park it's in a cafe but yeah we do the chess date thing like once or twice a week with the clock like we play oh speed gosh, games and that stuff is like, so yeah. awesome that's so hip yeah we play games. rapid oh my god 10 5 is it is it yeah a, is it a wooden clock though it isn't we're we're gonna order one it's a actually we just use an app on a cell phone so we oh, have okay. like this big old cell phone smartphone sitting there and we just tap the screen to... right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah one of those yeah. clocks would be awesome that'd be so just... we're we're ga- we're well we're working on that we're going to get the paddle clock where you hit the paddle and it switches it over. Yeah. What's the name of the coffee shop? <laughs> um, ooh, there's a few of them. We frequent um, some in my neighborhood. One's called Imperial. The other one's called Kano. And then one is called um, Dotor. Sounds all fancy, doesn't it? But um, I mean, yeah. So we just go to different kind of this mom and pops cafes kind of thing beautiful, or small man, chains. Best. I love yeah. it. In, uh, when I was yeah. In, yeah. In Korea, I would just. I would go to as many little mom and pop coffee shops as possible because there's just there's so many. Oh yeah, and it was just amazing. I mean, yeah, the coffee yeah. culture there is is phenomenal. So you just right, they're really beautiful. into it. Exactly, they're, and they're into the ambiance, like just the whole the vibe idea of taking time and sitting somewhere for a little bit. Oh yeah. Did, let, let me ask you this: Do you ever catch <laughs> or get like a classic Hollywood sort of like Audrey Hepburn feel from like a coffee shop? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, those too. are all over it. the place. I love it. There's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are fun. Those, it's, yeah. The, um, there are some. I mean, some are better than others, and some. And there's different styles. You could have your choice, but there's a lot of cool. Um, there's some pretty cool ambiances around around Tokyo for cafes and stuff like that. It's pretty awesome. Awesome. Hey, man. So we are finally kind of getting kind of getting to the end here. Um, okay. before we wrap it up, we have a, a, a Twitter segment called what's hot 
And um, in this part of the episode, I pretty much just kind of drop a tweet and uh, and we just kind of talk about it really quick. And um, But I figured it would be better for us probably not to really go over tweet, but really shout out some of the foundations um, that um, listeners, maybe this is just for me to say, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, listeners, if you guys are listening, um, we're both California California people. Uh, Wes has <clears throat> lived in tw- California 20, 20 plus years and he was uh, now in Japan, but he knows, he knows, he knows where we're at and he knows the state of the state right now. So um, if you guys are listening, uh, you guys can donate to the American Red Cross. Um, and there's also a chapter for the Northern California American Red Cross or Central California. I'm sorry. Um, you can check them out. Also, calfire.com. Go there, guys. Um, you could find all information on the fires here in California. Um, hey, Wes, before we sign off, um, is there any last words that you'd like to share with uh, with our guest today? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess just to, uh, um, if you're thinking about coming to Japan, <laughs> um, depending on what you're doing, uh, just, just remember that it's, it's uh, how do I how do I put this? I'm not trying to discourage anybody from coming here, but uh, um, it's just like anywhere else in the world, <laughs> and um, it has its pros and its cons. And but you're, the one thing you definitely will uh, get out of it is is a is an experience. Whether it's a good or bad one, it's it's an experience. And if you can learn from those experiences, you know you can make them more positive than negative. And uh, yeah, so I, I think it's definitely worth, uh, if, you, if, if Japan is something you want to do or whatever your passion is, um, there are sacrifices to be made for those things, but um, if you really want to do them, you, you'll probably find a way to pull it off. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I guess, to sum up what we've been talking about the last hour and a half. <laughs> Hey, thanks, man. No, I really appreciate it. No, that's awesome. Uh, great advice. Hey, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Average Fellas Podcast. Uh, you guys know where to catch us at. Uh, all major podcast platforms. Uh, review, subscribe, rate, all those good things. Helps us out in the directories. Also, uh, if you guys want to send me a message, uh, averagefellows at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter. All right, guys, take it easy. Thank you for listening. <laughs>